You are listening to the Amen Corner, a Jcast Network podcast. For more information about other Jcast Network podcasts and blogs, please visit jcastnetwork.org. For more information about the Amen Corner, please follow them on Twitter, Facebook, and all your other favorite social media. Welcome to Season 7, Episode 12 of the Amen Corner. He's Stephen Cook. And he's Brad Routat. Did you forget for a second? No, I was just playing. You couldn't possibly forget because no, your memory is so good oh, yeah. that you know the words to the Eddie Murphy Rick yeah. James song. That's true. My girl wants to party all the time. All the time. All the time. <laughs> You know the words. To, you could yeah. sing the lyrics. I didn't know there was a lyric. I know. Besides my, my girl wants to yeah. party. You want to sing yeah. it for everybody? No, no. We were for the listeners out there. Stephen and I were reminiscing about our youth right before we got when we started the podcast, <laughs> talking about how much we enjoyed the comedic work of Eddie Murphy until he jumped the shark. Well, not only did he jump the shark, but he just. Then he disappeared, and now these days he he couldn't possibly do anything. What do you mean? Like he couldn't. He couldn't. He's so raw. Oh, you mean his stand-up would not fly yeah. today? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was trying to manage. Yeah, there was it. a lot of misogynism, a lot of uh, anti-gay, you know. Yeah. Stuff. Yeah, no, no, no. He's no, problematic. D- definitely he problematic. Was problematic. Except he was the most hilarious thing when hysterical. we were 15 years old or whatever. He was hysterical. My parents thought that all he did was curse and that that's what everybody was funny was about, funny him, about right? him. It's like, no. He was great with the cursing, like, but that wasn't, like, he just didn't start spewing out curse words and people laughed. Right. Like, he was hysterically funny. And he cursed a blue streak. Right. And it was, and it, but it was all done appropriately for his comedy and for comedic effect. It was really good. So, what was your favorite Eddie Murphy movie? Ooh, Trading Places. I mean, Trading Places is a classic movie. It was great. So great. You thought it was, it was awesome. better than Forty Eight Hours? Okay, Forty Eight Hours. I was a little young when I saw uh-huh. it, and it was extremely violent, if you remember. Right, right, right. It wasn't like a comedy. It wasn't a comedy right. at all. Like, he was funny in scenes, like the scene in the bar, the bar. where he takes on all the rednecks. Yeah, like, that was that was an amazing yeah. scene. And the intro when he's right. in jail and singing Roxanne. Like, <laughs> right. He's hysterical. But... Do you, think they, do you think he wrote they wrote that or he just started he just did that stuff i think maybe they suggested something and he just went with right, it right. so but, and you I think mean, and you, that was a rough movie yeah that was a rough movie do you think the that was better than beverly hills cop i mean it's hard to argue with beverly hills beverly cop, right? cop was great it's a great movie but i kind of feel like him and dan Aykroyd, like it was just really good no, I, that yeah, was, it was amazing yeah. Trading Places was amazing. It's funny that we're talking about this because I was texting with one of my friends uh, this week uh, and we were talking about Dan Aykroyd uh-huh. and I had mentioned to him, and I, you know this story, that when I was at that film festival uh, up in Ottawa, I met Dan Aykroyd. Right. And he was talking about how the highlight of his career 
was getting to work with James Brown. Like that was the literal highlight of right. Dan Aykroyd's career. And I texted that to my buddy and I said, you know, I would have thought that that scene with Jamie Lee Curtis in Trading Places was the highlight of Dan Aykroyd's career. And he's like, it was the highlight of my teen, teen year. That's <laughs> true. Um, yeah, so I, I don't know. I always have a soft spot in my heart for Trading Places. You think? What do you think? No, I think Trading Places, definitely. Yeah. Trading Places. But I, it was... It was clearly a breakout. 48 Hours was huge, though, also. Huge. But again, it Nick was a Nolte, little, Yeah. Eddie Murphy. I mean... You know, talking about stuff that couldn't be done again, like, the dialogue between Nick oh my God. and Eddie Murphy. Like, Nick Nolte was a flat-out racist, racist in that movie. Like, you can't say the things no, that he no, said. No, 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 no. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, that movie was a tough hang. I mean, it's a great movie, too, but, like, it's... Very I've, and I've I've seen Trading Places and Beverly Hills Cop more recently than I've seen Forty Eight Hours. Yeah, like Forty Eight Hours is not something when you're flipping channels that it's on. Not usually, but if it is on, you would stop oh, you and watch stop. it. You definitely stop. But I would much rather watch Trading Places right. than Forty Eight Hours. <laughs> right. Okay, so that's that's your there's how you answer it. Like, would you rather watch? Trading Places or Beverly Hills Cop? If you were just channel surfing, like what I mean, you... well, first of all, I could watch both. No, that's not the question. I, that's not places. the question. Trading yeah. Places, Trading Places. So that's the answer. Right. That's his best right. movie. You Matt know, Shrek, the other thing about Matt Trading Places. By the time he made Beverly Hills Cop, he was an established. He was a superstar. Yeah, yeah, that's right. True. And like, sure, you got like kind of Eddie Murphy on the upswing, kind of raw. I don't know. I, it was a great movie. Yeah. Great movie. I don't think anybody would debate that. Merry New Year. I'm Inge Nabucco, exchange student from Cameroon. Yeah. Uh, I know how much you love that scene. It's a great scene. It's a great it's movie. The horror movie but is great from, all at the like, same time. from beginning to end. Like, when you watch that scene, oh my God. So bad. Anyway. Anyway. What's going on? Aaron Judge signed with the Yankees. Oh, let's talk about that for a minute. Alhamdulillah. What a relief. First of all, you know, I stopped paying attention because yeah. I, I was convinced he was going to go to the Giants. Yeah, that well, that's and then what I was social like, media. I, if I don't pay attention, I won't be disappointed until the actual right. day well, happens. I guess that makes sense, right? But it's still like, had it happened, it would have been bad, crushing, bad, soul so, crushing. So yes, like social media, the twenty-four hours leading up to the announcement had you believing. That he was going to San Francisco. Yeah. Like all the, everybody trying to read the tea leaves were like, oh. But, was, and now all the punditry is like, oh, this had to happen. There was no question that he was going to sign with the Yankees, et cetera. I et think cetera. there was a question as if he, it did, one, it did have to happen, but there was definitely a question as to whether or not it was going to happen. Now, apparently, the Giants, the, the Yankees offered him eight years at $320 million. And the Giants said nine years at 360. And Hal Simoner was on the phone with Judge, and he said, well, do you want to be a Yankee? And he said, I want to be a Yankee, but I want that one more year. And Hal Simoner said, done. Done. I mean, they kind of, they would have been in deep shit had they not re-signed him. The fan base would have mutinied. No, Absolutely. Absolutely. It would have been intolerable, especially, and you want to talk about bad optics. 
the, the baseball winter meetings were held last week, and the Mets announced that they signed uh, Justin, Justin Verlander, Verlander for a two-year deal. And then immediately after, the Yankees announced that they re-signed Brian Cashman, <laughs> right. the general manager. Sure. It's like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, that thing should never get on the page, the front page of the news, of the sports section. Like, right. do that later. Right. Announce it, like, some other time. Don't interrupt the winter meetings and show us that you're completely inept. <laughs> and the one signing that's important to you is the goddamn general manager, manager. who, with all due respect... Jack. Hasn't done Jack, and the Yankees haven't won since 2009. 2009. Dude, it's been a rough period. And quite frankly, I'm shocked that he was re-signed for four years. I'm shocked that Aaron Boone was rehired. Yeah. Like, they're whatever they're doing, it's, it's not, not working. working. It's not so working. So why right. do they keep doing the they same thing? They can't get out of the. They can't get out of the first round. They can't. No. It's they're they they look great for a period last year, and, and then, then they, they, they were awful. horrible the second half of the season. They were beyond horrible. And you know what would have made things even worse the second half of the season? What's that? If they didn't have Aaron Judge. Judge right. <laughs> Aaron Judge put that team on his back. And carried them the entire right, from June until September. Yeah, put the team on his back. I mean, had a season for the ages. Right. There's no way he's ever going to have a have season, season that like good that again. again. Right. They signed him for nine years. He's 31. Right. Does it make sense? Probably no. Not, not the last three years of his contract, but whatever they had to do. They it. They had to do it because this man is the face of your franchise. Right. Now you throw a captain, a C on his uniform, make the guy the captain, right. make it his team, and like you're the man, you got the contract, Like now you're the leader. Absolutely. Well, we'll see what happens. He is by far the most favorite, you know, the fan favorite, favorite player of most what, what's gonna fans. What's going to be terrible is if he signs this huge contract and then it's like a bust this season. He hits 22. You know what? It's possible. You still got to do it. Anything's possible. He could get hurt in spring training and never play again. Like it's a Shonda. Anything's possible. Don't say something like that. That would be terrible. I don't know if that would be a Shonda. Not a Shonda. A Shonda that's that a, you're even suggesting a, it is my point. That would be a Kanahara. You're giving it a Kanahara, but it's a Shonda yeah. that you're even mentioning it. Uh, you know, I'm just um, – we have to condition ourselves for um, – For disappointment. To expect to, to be disappointed. Staying on sports. Yeah. We're coming on as France has defeated England. Yeah, in the quarters, and it's going to be a France Morocco yeah. semifinal. Dude, dude, should we call this so the France England game? Yeah, match. Match. What do you want to call it? I'm this calling is, it a game. It's a game. It's a soccer game played on a soccer field, <laughs> <laughs> not a match played on a pitch. pitch. Nope. All right, we've been through this. Okay, already. so that game. Yes, dude, England blew it. Harry Kane, he blew. He a penalty had the kick. penalty penalty kick, and he shanked it. Yep, he hit one earlier in the game. Oh my god! And a, a powerful, oh. powerful I, goal. You know, I was watching with Michelle, and she's like, "Wow!" What a, I'm like, "Look, the goalie can is yes, 50, right. has a fifty percent chance of going right. in the right direction." I mean, it's really. I, it, he kicked it over the goal. Yeah, because he saw that the goal yeah, was goalie. heading in the direction right. that his That's kick was That's what they said going. on the TV, right. And he shanked it. So... That guy's you know, got to go home. 
he's got to live with this for the rest of his life. I Forget know. about just like the rest of the season. He's a like, great player too. He's you know he's a great player. He's overcome he, a lot of adversity in his career. He's he, got to live with this now. Like it's going to be horrible. The country is going to be pissed at him. Oh my god! And the like the soccer press. The press in England is terrible, but the soccer press. Oh my god! So. So now, like you said, France is playing Morocco. Right. So from a historical perspective. It's, quite, it's going to be quite a thing, isn't it? it it's going to be quite a thing. So now colonial if power. If you're, a Moroccan, if you're a Moroccan immigrant living in France. Oh, my God. Like, what do you do? Do you keep your head down? Just like quietly root for Morocco? Can you imagine Morocco or? wins? Not only, first of all. What a story. First of all, maybe the first African, first yeah. Arab team to go to the finals of the World Cup and they beat the former colonial power yeah, in wow. the pro- I mean, that would be rather extraordinary. Can you imagine if this had happened in like the 1960s and like Egypt <laughs> had gone to like the, the finals and beat, beating, England. Know, beating England or some craziness like that? Like the whole world would have like spun on a different axis. Right. Like things right. are not quite the same. Not the same, but still. You but know, people have long still, memories. Yeah, it's still. Quite I'll tell you, a, there is one thing that's going to that's starting to me annoy me about Morocco's Cinderella run. First of all, mm-hmm. I'm not Moroccan. I like wait, to watch soccer. Wait, you're not Moroccan? No, not Moroccan. Huh. Not at all. Not the, at all. The Cook family is not originally. <laughs> no. from I mean, I haven't even done the genetic testing thing. What's it called? But I'm fairly certain no Moroccan is going to come up. There's no Moroccan. No, there's I no think, Moroccan. So, I think you've got, I'm I think you've you got know, Poland in your blood. Right. USA is <laughs> out. That bumps me out. So I'm yeah. watching. I'm watching for good soccer. Sure. Anyway, but there's all these. It seems to me all these white Middle East analysts on Twitter who are like crazed Moroccan Morocco soccer fans these days. I'm just like. Come on, man. Just chill out. Uh, can you name one player on the Moroccan I, national right, exactly. team? Like, come on. Come on, I don't know anybody. Man. I don't know anybody on the Moroccan national team. <laughs> Just relax, okay? Yeah. You don't have to You don't have to pose like that, okay? You could say, hey, I'd love to see Morocco go all the way. It's a, it's a great story, right? But to be, like, on Twitter and, like, freaking out, oh, Morocco, uh, come on. Yeah. Yeah, That's, what would I mean? Like, let's say Morocco and Croatia are in the finals. <laughs> like, is anybody outside of those two? Croatia countries, was the Cinderella in the last, last World Cup. The last World, right? Against the current Cinderella, that would be that would also be a story. Yeah, but like from a global viewership perspective, I feel like it's not it, it, that. Ain't it? You think people would like start tuning out? They wouldn't I mean, tune in. Some people would just be like, "Nah." Look, I know the Morocco Cinderella story. First uh, African country, first right. first Arab country. The, like the Qataris would fly all of Morocco into into Doha. In, interesting. They have all that money that they've been spreading. There's huge huge uh, corruption scandal breaking in Belgium over how much money the Qataris were funneling to members of the European Parliament. <laughs> I mean, these guys have a lot of money. They don't know what to do with it. There's too much money going around, flying around the world. And you know everybody's, what? I, everybody's I on feel the take, like, man. Yeah, you know, I'm not on the take, but I have Neither nothing. Neither am I. I mean, and think about it. How easy would it be since everybody else is on the take? I mean, let's just give us some what money to the podcast. Oh, Barry Weiss and Matt Taibbi? They're on the take. Oh, my God. Everybody's on the take. What's Barry what? Weiss? What is, what is she doing? 
she and Matt Taibbi have been given full access by Elon Musk to the Twitter files. Because they're, they're going like, to unveil Hunter Biden's schwantz? I don't know. What they're saying is like they've unco- uncovered. This is like the Al Capone's vault story <laughs> of the Geraldo? internet. Where is Geraldo? Did Basically, you watch Al Capone? I did. I wanted to see what was in Al Capone's vault. I watched the whole thing, and I was like, "Oh man, another, another commercial break!" And then they opened it up, and there was nothing there. Do you remember what channel it was? I was it on channel eleven, WPIX. Yeah, I don't know. I don't remember. I feel like it was a special. No, it could have been like a national, like, I, like, like a, ABC. Yeah, ABC yeah, News yeah, special, yeah. Al Capone's vault. Dun, dun, dun. And it turned but out WPIX. That that's where you watch the Yankee games. Exactly. That was the Yankee channel. Um, yeah, so they basically have been given access by Elon Musk to all these files that essentially are confirming that Twitter had terms of service that impacted how they promoted tweets. And it was just like things that are hateful and things that are this, like right. they will not be promoted. And they're trying to make it seem like something nefarious was going on so that liberals were protected and conservatives weren't right it's just and, a bunch and, and of they're nothing. actually not finding anything no but they you know it's like again taibi and now barry right. Weiss and then, are claiming and then there's that some, there was some there scandal with like the lawyers screened what they could see and said okay here's what you can see and then they're like oh no but the lawyers connected to the fbi and the fbi is corrupt and in in bed with know. the liberal some nuttiness but like but they're on the take like they're not neutral observers they're not applying you know <laughs> appropriate journalistic uh principles to this like, i wonder how many people applied to barry weiss's university university of austin so yeah remind me what was that that was like a year ago like they decided they were going to have like, like the fall a, of 2021 cons- a, a, a bunch of other people founded a university university of austin and it was going to be based on like classical education the anti-woke anti-woke university i know it made a big splash people talked about it for like a week and then it disappeared you know why because it was nothing it was bullshit it's 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 still seeking accreditation i mean i think objectively speaking starting a university would be hard you think i i think and so you know can't they whether they were serious or not let's 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 argue for a second that they were serious about starting a university and they right. had this vision for it. it would be very very hard to do it and so and getting accreditation is is a hard thing to do but it sounds to me like it was more like a publicity stunt which yes but what's the exactly grip what are they making money off of like they were going to raise money and because it would be a for-profit the- university like trump university. no it's supposed to be a non-profit Bullshit. They were going to raise money and they were all going to have, they were all going to be executives. Okay, it could still be a non profit. You you can still make salary. Right. Right. I mean, you work for a non profit. Yes. You have a a salary. salary, Right. Yeah. Yeah, You get paid. Like, I'm sure if you are a founder of a university, you get a salary. Yeah, I'd I'd pay myself. I mean, not you, but one. I'm saying one would. so, So, one who works for a non for profit. Still make can potentially still make a decent living. I mean, look living. at, look at uh, what's his name, Billy Graham Jr. Is it Billy Graham Jr.? Franklin. Franklin, Franklin Graham. Graham. Franklin Graham. Yeah. I mean, he paid himself. And doesn't he have Did a couple of Did you see that documentary yachts? on Hulu? We don't have Hulu, so I didn't see it. No, I don't have Hulu. What was the documentary about his sexual depravity? He was on it. And his like photos mad, on a yacht. Like, 
Yeah. Yeah. All kinds of crazy stuff. Sexual depravity. And like, you know, he's preaching all this stuff, but actually shockingly not living up to the principles he espoused. Oh, really? Yeah. You mean a, cons- a Christian conservative is not living up to the principles that they espouse? I mean, yeah, I've never heard like, of such a thing. Yeah. It's, it's shocking, right? I mean, it's, it's, um, I, I can't believe it. I feel like you're not telling me the truth. <laughs> no, I swear. I heard this. I heard it. I read it. I, I read it. Twitter. People are saying. People say. Everybody says. Everybody says I'm the most I'm the best president who ever lived. People are saying. What can I say? People are saying this was the most corrupt election in history. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Speaking, speaking of which, what about uh, your friend Kristen Cinema? Oh, wow. Yeah. So, I mean, we not, both had the same reaction. But you know, in, a, in a Senate that has, you know, Democrats have a two-seat majority. They don't necessarily Woo! need to cater to her in the way that they right. had. So her importance so, is diminished. Right. And so, as an independent who may or may not, or likely will caucus, yeah, she'll caucus she hasn't, she hasn't said that she will. She's intimated that she will. Yeah, that it'll be like a replay. They'll have to, you know, work harder. To- right. That basically she's keeping herself relevant. Right. Uh, in a circumstance where now, she would not be relevant. I will say this: Charlie Sykes, who writes for the Bulwark, made a good point that if you took the like handful of centrists in the Senate. Lisa yeah. Murkowski, Mitt Romney, Cinema. I guess Michael Bennett would yeah. uh, 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 be in that group. Angus King, the independent senator from, from Maine. From Maine. Yeah. If they all got together and they kind of caucused together and held out against you know the Josh yeah. Hawleys of the world and the Bernie Sanders of the world, you may and and everybody dealt and everybody in that centrist caucus dealt in good faith. You could actually ha- get something done in the Senate. Right. Right, but of course but it's a collective course, action problem, even among a small group. But of course that's not going to happen. Yeah, no. yeah. So because the Senate being broken actually serves everybody's political interest. Well, this this certainly helps her because her term is up, I think, in two years. Right, and there's more independent voters in Arizona than there are Democrats. But and she was no going to be way, primaried. There's no way in hell she would make it through a primary. Right. So now she is probably thinking that she could fuck things up for the Democrats. Well, it could in, elect in Carly election. Lake. Right. Yeah. Uh, so that would be awful. That would really be awful. Yeah. It would so be pretty, pretty So we could end terrible. up with another Republican in the Senate because because of Kristen Sinema. Hey, man, I, I got to tell clearly, you, you know, the Kristen Sinema that I met and hung out with and traveled with and went out to dinner with in Arizona – Seemed like a very different person. Of course, when I met her, she she was in the Arizona State House. She's a piece of crap. And then I hung out with her once after she. I told we yeah, talked about. This. What did she say? That she was looking for money, right? Well, she had to raise money. She was in her first. Right. She was in that her first was term. what that's she what said they, to you. That's what they tell you to do. Right. She was seeking money, and guess what? She found money. Yeah. And. She is corrupt. She's been corrupted. She has been corrupted. Her, whatever closely held principles she used to have, mm-hmm. she no longer has them. Right. She is clearly in somebody's pocket. Right. Definitely. Uh, and uh, it keeps well, her wealthy and it keeps her relevant. So this is a good I mean, there's no evidence. Her. I mean, no one has any hard evidence that she's in someone's pocket. Well, all you need to do is survive. look and see where she gets her money from and how she votes. Right. 
So it's not, I mean, you know, point A to point B is not that difficult to uh, figure out. Right. I mean, we could do the research, but that would require one of us opening up the internet and figuring <laughs> shit out. And that, that we know that's, that's too not much happening. for me. That's not happening. Ah, I'm too tired. That's, that's not happening. You know, we should get one of our crack staffers on that. <laughs> we don't do our own research. <laughs> I, I, I do my own research as code for, I went to the Google machine. I get to the Google, just Google it. Yeah. Whatever comes up first. It confirms exactly. my bias. Exactly. Must then, be boom. the right thing. I did my own research. There you go. I mean, as an Man, academic, in the you stupidest must, time. You must think when people say I did my own research, you think like, oh, is it peer reviewed? Like, oh, you tired? No, I'm a little tired. Yeah, a little tired. I'm a little tired. We have a we have a latest dinner reservation tonight. Dude, Eight don't o'clock. They, don't they know how old and tired you are? I mean, I do get texts from you at nine thirty six p.m. and I don't, I don't, oh, I, don't I don't respond I, to the next to the next no, day. No. Sometimes I'll hit. I mean, I'll I'm, hit, I'm I'll hit send and like I'll hit send. I'm like he's not around. <laughs> I, I'm awake, but I'm not coherent. Yeah, no, it's interesting though. I do get the texts early in the morning from you. Uh, it's weird because you know I used to not be a morning person. Yeah, I used to sleep in, and it's then grad school grad school flipped it. It's also age and then having kids. Right. But it really began when I was doing my PhD and like you had to get up and get get that work done, man. You had to stretch out your day. Dude, I wake up like without an alarm. If if uh, if I have to get up at five thirty, I'm up at five twenty without the alarm. If I have to get up at six thirty, I'm up at six fifteen, no alarm. I'm my up body, at my, my body, body gets like between five and five twenty every day. And then this morning I woke up, it was, you know, six, whatever, before seven o'clock. And Michelle was like, why, like, why are you awake? I'm like, what do you mean? Why am I awake? Like, I just wake up. Like, you know, at some point your body just wakes you up when it wakes you up. We got to take Tulip on her early morning walk, man. Well, that's, that was your call. (laughs) But I got up, I got up Saturday. I got up to go to the bathroom at like three in the morning. I couldn't go back to sleep. I went downstairs at four in the morning. It's another aging. It's another age thing. I watched, I watched an episode of Billions. Uh, I've never watched that show. It's uh, I like Paul Giamatti. Never seen it. Yeah, I, I've, I, so I've watched a bit of it on on planes, but um, we don't have Showtime. It was like they were like it was like, hey, watch these free episodes to kind of suck you into getting. You're like it's four in the morning. I'll I'll watch that. Yeah, why not? And then I fell back to sleep on the couch. You bet. Lauren yeah. found me at like six. She's like, she "What happened to you?" I was like, "I was hot. I couldn't fall back to yeah. sleep." Yeah, our New York apartment has been overheated for the last but week. Every New York apartment is overheated. Yeah, but like it's for whatever are reason. the windows we, wide open? We used to we, do that. We, we sleep with the window open. Yeah, it's crazy, right? <laughs> we have like a fan going. It's like Think it's about so how hot much in here. is wasted. Oh, God. My God. But of course, like now it's cold. It's actually cold. Yeah, now. it was freezing but, today. But earlier in the week, it wasn't that cold. <laughs> we had the heat cranking and, and we're like, all right, I can't sleep. It's too goddamn hot in here, dude. We sound like two two old, old dudes. People. Yeah, like it's oh, terrible. it's so hot in here, and then I have to wake up. I have to go to the I got up to go to the bathroom. Yeah, to the bathroom, dude. It's only getting worse from here on out. It's not getting any better. It's definitely not getting any better. I mean, that shit's not getting better. You're not going to be like, oh, I'm I about, used to have problems. Oh my god, but you, now I don't. You know that most of this week, my foot was hurting. And it stopped hurting in time to do the Amen Corner. Otherwise, 
I would have complained this entire time about how much my foot hurts. But thankfully for you and for our legion of listeners, yeah, we've been spared, the pain subsided. You've been you've been spared, spared my whining. At least about this. <laughs> and then I woke up and I had to pee. And I couldn't get there because my foot hurt. Oi. And then I ended up peeing all over my foot. Oh. But it felt better. <laughs> oh my God. And then I watched Billions. <laughs> Dude, isn't like Hanukkah coming up? Sure. It's exciting. You're only thinking about what kind of gifts you're going to get. I'm not getting anything. <laughs> Again. I'm thinking about men, all the gifts I'm not going to get. Men in their 50s shouldn't complain about not getting gifts. I think so, it's my refusal to accept the idea that I am in my 50s. No, I get it. But even okay. in your 40s, you shouldn't have been getting gifts. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was just me being a baby. Now it's existential, man. I'm in yeah. my 50s. Yeah, we went to somebody's uh, 50th birthday party last week. And, yeah. And uh, his wife was like, oh, he's really bummed out that he's 50. I'm like, eh. <laughs> It's fine. Yeah. 60 will be weird and interesting. Look, man, a number is just a number. Right? right. It's how it's how you feel. Right. And if your foot hurts too much, then you're bummed out. If your foot doesn't hurt, you're okay. Right. If you're 40 and your foot hurts, you're bummed yeah, out. If you're exactly. 50 and your foot doesn't hurt, you're cool. No, again, you only are as old as, you, as your body feels. Right. I mean, look, we're in good shape. I think we're I'm going to see 11 o'clock tonight, man. Ooh. Hmm? It's gonna be awesome. <laughs> you can stay up to watch Saturday Night Live. Uh, that's that's pushing it. If it were good, then that would be one thing. But it's not even good. I I can always watch the cold opener on YouTube. Like, so why stay up? Yeah, right. There's no reason to stay up. Yeah. Anyway. All right. All right. Well, I'm gonna go watch the Eddie Murphy on YouTube. Get your rest before you go out. Oh, I'm going to nap before I mean, that's out. fucking sad. Definitely like, oh, taking We're going out at 8. I'm taking a nap so we can make it to Oh, the it's going to be an awesome nap, too. Sad. <laughs> Very sad. Sad. All right. All right, we're out of here. We're out of here. Enjoy. Bye. Thanks. See ya.